Welcome to this week's Racing UK podcast with me, Ali Rowell. What a fantastic week of racing we've witnessed at Royal Ascot. Coming up in this podcast, we'll hear from Racing UK's Tom Queeley on yet another success for Frankel. But first, let's discuss some of the highlights from the five days. Canford Cliffs and Goldacova didn't disappoint on the opening day. What a wonderful way to get the meeting underway with the two superstar milers battling it out over the final furlong. Goldacova lost nothing in defeat and her master plan of a fourth Breeders' Cup mile looks on target. Well, Frankie Dottori's trademark leap lit up the winner's enclosure on the second day. Usually the punter's friend, but not on this occasion, when Dottori's mount rewilding beat the red-hot favourite So You Think in the Prince of Wales stakes. The stewards also weren't impressed, handing Dottori a nine-day ban for using his whip with excessive frequency. Well, Coolmore reversed the placings with Godolphin on Thursday's highlight, with fame and glory landing the gamble in the Gold Cup. The jury is still very much out to whether he's the next Yates, but his three-length win silenced those question marks over his stamina. But one race we haven't touched on is Frankel's victory in the St James's Palace Stakes. The most talked-about horse in racing this year maintained his unbeaten record, but it was Tom Queeley who was in the headlines the next day, with many critical of his ride. It saw a commanding advantage whittled down to just three quarters of a length at the line. But Queeley insists he was riding very much to orders. Yeah, he won, although a little bit workmanlike, given the tactics and that. You know, the pacemaker went off quite quick. And I sort of crept closer and, you know, Henry was adamant he wanted me to take it off, you know, to take it up well before the bend. And as we did, but, you know, um, he did it well. But, uh, you know, he's got a lot of speed and I think we've learned he settled quite well early on. So... I think he's. We have we've tactically more options with, with Frankel than you know it looked like at the start of the season. So that that's a good thing. And um, you know they they got to win in three quarters of a length of him, but they didn't go three quarters of a length ahead of him. So I, I think that's the best way to sum it up. And his his career is still unblemished and um, roll on his next race wherever that may be. Did you feel like he settled the best in that race? And as you say, things might be different next time in, in how you how you ride him. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think there's any. Um, in need to be to be making a move on him, I, I think he can he can sit sit quite on him, and you know we'll have to see we'll see what happens in the next race, and you know we're, we're all happy enough. Is it frustrating from your point of view knowing that there there has been criticism of your ride of him, you know, but you, you can just say at the end of the day, well he still won. Yeah, yeah, but you know it, it would have been you know I, I would have got a fair bit of um, you know the, I don't think the press would have been kind to of me if he had had have got beaten, but um, you know you've to. You know, they, they fail to realise you're, you're riding to instruction and, you know, a lot, a lot of different things can happen. But, he, you know, he, he won, so that's the main thing. Canford Cliffs, Goldacova, what an opening race there. I mean, possible uh, Frankel v Canford Cliffs on the cards and you'll be uh, positive going into that one? Yeah, you would. You know, the, the time of our race is fairly quick, so I don't know. Look, that's for another day. But, um, you know, Goldacova and Canford Cliffs put on a good show and personally I thought Can Canford was going to win... You know, long before the race, I always thought he'd have the edge on her. But you know, she's she's a super race mare, and you know, her her record speaks for itself. So, that, but as I said, they put on a good show, and that's what racing's all about. And how impressive did you think Camford Cliffs was? I mean, how, do you fear him at all? Um, he's never been over impressive. He's, he never wins by large margins. So, um, you know, he he was impressive as he can be, and yeah, you, you know, all horses can do is win. You know, people expect demolition jobs here, there, and everywhere, but. You know, it's nice when there's a bit of a fight near the finish as well. It's it's what keeps people interested. 
Well, Frankel won on the first day, but a, a short price favourite, which got beaten on the second day. So you think a surprise there for you? Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Ryan was a tad keen early on. Aidan blamed himself for, for the horse not being fit enough, but again, it was another good finish. Obviously, then there was Frankie hit the re, you know the headlines for the wrong reasons with the whip and things like that. But um, again, they put on a good good show for everybody, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, what did you make of that nine-day ban? It's not good. Um, it's not good for us jockeys because you know it, it 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 will have an implication on us further down the line. And I mean, he's somebody who's in the twilight of his career, and it probably won't affect him as much as it will us. Well, thanks for listening to this week's Racing UK podcast. I'll be back next week with all the news from the Northumberland Plate and a look ahead to the Coral Eclipse at Sandown with a possible head-to-head -head between So You Think and Workforce.